Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina de la Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Let's open our Bibles tonight to Hebrews chapter 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Amen. This year, the Lord really put it on my heart to press in to what God has for us. Don't leave anything on the table this year. Come on, some of you left some things on the table. In 2021, God had some things for you. I know God had some things for me, and I didn't move into it. That's okay, though. God is gracious. Amen. We're going to move into it this year. That's what the Lord said. Move into it this year. Don't leave stuff on the table like you did last year. So I know if God's telling me I left some stuff on the table, I know you left some stuff on the table, too. So don't be all acting all spiritual, right? (laughs) We all left some things on the table of God that we need to lay hold of. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, says this. Seeing we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to look at that first part. Seeing we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. What is this great cloud of witnesses? Do you know? Do you know what it is? You don't know? This great cloud of witnesses are in heaven. They are your family, your friends that knew Jesus, that asked Jesus into their heart that are in heaven watching you. Did you know you're being watched? Yeah. You know, a lot of people think, I'm being watched by the government. <laughs> you're being watched, more importantly. <laughs> hey guys, get our mind off all that stuff. We're being watched by a great cloud of witnesses. We're being watched by those fam- the family and friends that went before us. And they're surrounding. They're up in heaven. When you go to heaven one day, they're going to meet you there. But right now, they're watching you. And they're not concerned with what house you live in, what car you drive, you know, what job you have. They don't care about that stuff. It's, they don't even, that's not an issue to them. What they care about is, how are they doing spiritually? Are they doing what, I, what God told them to do? Are they walking out the plan of God for their lives? And they're watching, cheering you on, saying, come on, Rebecca, you can do it. You're going to make it. There's the plan right there. Get in the plan. Walk in the plan. Run in the plan. Run in the plan. And then, you know, sometimes there's another plan. And you're like, I want to go this way. And those great cloud of witnesses are like, no, Rebecca. <laughs> right? No, Elijah. Get in the plan. Get in God's plan. Don't go this other way. See, they are watching you. And they're cheering you on. Because God has a plan. Man has a plan. Your family and friends have a plan. Everybody got a plan for your life, right? You've even got your own plan. But they're watching to see, are we staying in God's plan? Why? Because that's where the life is. That's where there's an anointing to run your race. If you try and do your own plan, you're going to be doing everything in your own strength. It's going to be like, have you ever heard the term trudging through peanut butter? Okay, just imagine. Like, I like chunky peanut butter, not creamy. So you got the chunky peanut butter, right? And it's all covering, and you're, like, trying to move in, in that peanut butter. That's how it is when you're trying to uh, walk in your own plan. It's not easy. It's hard. You can do it, but it's always a struggle, right? And God doesn't want us to struggle. And those, that great cloud of witnesses, they're like, get out of the peanut butter. Get into the plan. Like the coconut oil, you just go, boom, you just kind of zoom right in, right? If there's opposition, 
No worries. Have you ever seen those like video games? It's been a long time. But there's like, I don't know, they're like sliding on something. They're just like, boom, oh, there's opposition. There's a mountain. They just boom right on over it. Get in the plan. You'll just zoom right on over things. Amen. Even though there may be um, an obstacle in your way when you're in the plan of God, there's an anointing to get over those things. There's strength to get over those things. Amen. A supernatural ability, right, to get by those things. Amen. So seeing we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every weight. Praise the Lord. You know, doctor used to say, lighten up so you can run. He used to say that. Lighten up so you can run. There are things in life that will weigh you down to keep you from running your race. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there are. We'll talk about that. And then it says, lay aside every weight and the sin. So there's two things that can hold you back. Weights and sins. Right? And then it says, so you can run with endurance the race that is set before you. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. It says, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, every unnecessary weight and sin, which so readily clings to and entangles us. Let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence. The appointed course of the race that is set before us. Listen, looking away from all that would distract Looking away from all that would distract. Guess what a weight is? It's a distraction. A weight is a distraction. And in Hebrews, Paul is telling us here, look away from all that would distract. Look to Jesus. What is a distraction? It's something that takes your attention away from something on which you should be focused that's what a distraction is right it's something that takes your attention away from something on which you should be focused on you know have you ever tried to focus how about like you know you men you're trying to watch football or your game and it's on tv all of a sudden your wife starts asking you to do these things and then your kids are running in front of the tv and you're like trying to you're like what? And then your wife, I do this with Pastor Marcus. I was like, la, 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 la. I noticed one time him and they were watching TV and I was like, la, la, la. And he's like, huh, what? And I, I'm like, oh, I interrupted them. I created a distraction for them. Why? Because they're trying to focus on the game. They're trying to focus on their sport that they're watching, right? And distractions can get in the way. When a distraction gets in the way, what happens? Your attention is divided. And you can't focus on what you need to focus on. Well, that's how it is spiritually. The enemy, say the enemy, enemy. will send distractions to divide your attention so you can't focus on Jesus. So you can't focus on his plan. Right? So um, distraction prevents concentration yeah. something that's constantly bombarding your mind maybe you can't focus on what you need to focus on you can't concentrate on jesus you can't concentrate on his plan you can't concentrate on what you're trying to concentrate lord what i'm supposed to do but i'm trying to pray but these kids are being too loud or i'm trying to like spend time with you but man my phone you know just keeps pinging ping 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 and you're like Yes, Jesus. Ping. Oh, what? Huh? What is this? A distraction. This is a big weight right here. Weight. They may be not so heavy. But you can't run your race like you should when there are weights. Those distractions that are diverting your attention away from the plan. Right? Um, A distraction is an interruption. And it's a mental intrusion. It's something that tries to, uh, you know, you can have a distraction when you're, you're trying to worship the Lord. 
You're all praising and worshiping. It's Easter Sunday. You're like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He has risen. Yes, Lord. And all you're like, well, did I make that? What am I going to eat that? I don't know if I'm going to eat that ham today because I've been trying to lose weight. I probably shouldn't eat the ham. But man, you know, and you're like, wait, oh no, praise you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. You've risen. You know, and like, and then your kids, shh, be quiet. We're trying to, you know, your kids are talking to you during, what is that? It's a distraction. It's diverting your attention. Now, the enemy will send distractions. But sometimes we don't think it's the enemy, right? But he can send distractions through, through this, through that one-eyed green monster that hangs in your, on your living room, you know, wall. You know what that's called? The TV. That one-eyed green monster. Say one-eyed green monster. You got to be careful what comes out of that thing. A lot of junk on that thing. You got to turn it off a lot. Click, click, turn off, right? Turn off that distraction, right? What else is a, a distraction? Can you think of anything? Jordan had, Jordan, you got a distraction? No, I thought he did. He doesn't look like he's going to raise, to raise his hand. Amen. What about cares? Worry. I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do with my business? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do about my job. I don't know what I'm going to do about my money. I don't know what I'm going to do about my body. I don't know what I'm going to do about my health. That's, that's a distraction. Worry is a distraction. It's a weight. Well, actually, worry is a sin. The Bible talks about worry as a sin. Same thing, though. It's a distraction to keep you from running your race. You take those, you know, if you take all these weights, you know, and you take, if I took all these weights and I put them on Pastor Marcus, I put, you know, the worry of the kids, you know, uh, the worry of the church building, uh, you know, he's worried, he worried about his body. Now he got his, he got the one-eyed green monster right here, you know, and then he's got, you know, I don't know, other things. And then if I, he tries to run a race, he's going to have a hard time. He's not going to win. He's not going to win. He's going to come in last place. And we know pastor likes to come in first place. First place, right? Amen. Everyone likes to come in first place. You don't want to come in last. You don't want to struggle. So when you're trying to run your race and follow the plan of God for your life, you're like, I don't know why it's so hard. I don't know why I can't run. Well, you're worried. You're worried about your kids. You're worried about your body. You're worried about your finances. You're worried about getting that job. You're worried about the job you're at right now because you don't like it. I think the Lord, well, I don't know, maybe I'm not supposed to be there, right? And there's all these things. Then there's that relationship, and you're like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be with this person. You know, a relationship can be a weight. Pastor, my husband's a weight. Now, listen, I'm not talking about if you're already married. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to marry that, marry them. Look, too late. You already married them. Now, you know, they're God's plan for your life, right? I think they're a weight to me, Pastor. <laughs> Now you tell the devil you're a liar, you know, and we don't take those thoughts, Send away right? So, so there's different things that can be weights that hold you back and divide your attention, well, right? But I want you to listen to this. When the enemy brings all these things before you, what's he trying to do? What's he trying to do? He's trying to get your attention off of Jesus. Yeah. He's trying to get your attention off of the anointing, the anointed one, off of Christ, right? He's trying to distract you, not only from Jesus, but from the anointing, the power of God that's in you. Oh, I don't think you got what I just said. He's trying to distract you from the anointing, from the power of God that's in you. There's a power in you, Gonzalo, to go get wealth. There's a power and anointing in you to be a mom. There's an anointing in you to run your business. There's anointing on you to go get your house. Amen. There's an anointing on you. There's an anointing on the inside of you, Elijah. God has something for you to do, a talent, a gift. 
We all have different things. And if you want the anointing for the house, say, Pastor, I want that anointing. It's on you too. The power to get wealth is in you too. There, it's not something in the natural that we have. It's because we've been born into the kingdom of God now that that anointing is on the inside of you to go get what you want. Go get the desires of your heart that you want, that God's laid in your heart to go get. See, the enemy sends distractions, these weights, so that we forget that there's an anointing on us. There's an anointing on you to do what God's called you to do, to get what God wants you to get, to be who God's called you to be, to walk in what God has for you. You think you know. We think we know what the plan of God is for our lives. You're barely seeing a glimpse. Just a little glimpse of what God has for us when we're carrying weights and distractions. We're not seeing the full picture because our attention is, it's divided. Right? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So he's, a, he's distracting you from the anointing, the power of God that's in you and the job that you're supposed to do. Not in the world, though you may have a job out there. But there's an anointing on you to do a job in the kingdom of God. There's an anointing on you to do a job to, to serve God in the local church. There's an anointing on you for that. I don't know if I'm anointed, Pastor. Yes, you are. If Pastor says, hey, we need you to, we need you to door greet. Guess what? There's an anointing on you to door greet. Hey, we need you to help with the kids. Me? I don't know. There's an anointing on you to help with the kids. If, if you have it in your heart, maybe I could, maybe I could, you know, um, I'm really good at cleaning the bathrooms. I know you all love cleaning bathrooms. Don't act like you don't. You love it. Look, God talks to you when you start cleaning, right? I, God talks to me when I start cleaning. Maybe there's anointing. I think I'm anointed to clean the bathroom. Yeah, you probably are. We're all anointed to serve in the kingdom of God. There's anointing on us to do these things. He's trying to distract us. And he brings attention. And so what does he do? He brings attention to the cares. He brings attention to what's going on at school. He brings our attention to what's going on at work. He brings our attention to what's going on with the kids, what's going on with our bodies, what's going on in my marriage. It's not, he's not the man I thought he was when we got married, right? He tries to divert our attention away from the word instead of what does the word say no the word says what god has joined together let no man separate no the word says uh, my god supplies all my needs i have more than enough i'm not going to let my attention go to what i have or don't have we don't live by what we have or don't have that's not how we live our lives we live our lives by what did god tell me to do what did God tell you to go get? What did God tell you to invest in? What did God tell you to take a step towards? Even when the bank says, you don't qualify, or your account says, you don't have enough money. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to let my attention go to those things. When they, they tell you, you don't have the, the um, what is it? You don't have the certificate or the degree to get that job. Well, if the Lord puts it on your heart, go for it. Because there's an anointing on you to serve in his kingdom. And when you serve in his kingdom, he opens doors for you, even out in the world. Well, that's the truth. It's true. Whether you believe it or not, it's true. It's all connected. It's all connected. Amen. So how do we put our attention back on God? How do we get it off of all these distractions? Guess what we do? We look to Jesus. We look to Jesus. You see this? We look to his word. We open up our Bibles. I said open up your Bible every day. Every day. And read one chapter. Don't be in a hurry. I got to read this whole book of the Bible. I'm going to go through the whole Bible. This year, I'm going to go through the whole Bible. Hey, if you do that, that's great. But that's not, I'm not reading the Bible to go through the whole Bible. I'm reading it because I need to get my attention off of what just happened at work 
or off of what the enemy's trying to distract me with. He trying to tell me I don't have enough money to get into that house. Yes, I do. That's not what this word says. This word says I have more than enough and God will supply every need. He's my supplier. He's your supplier. You can, many of you can testify to things you got into. I don't know how I got into it. I just know we got into it. How'd you get into it? You kept your attention on what does the word say? What did God say right in here? And you're listening with your ears, right? Thank you, Seth. Praise the Lord. So what we feed on determines where our attention goes. If you're always watching the news, you wake up in the morning, you watch the news. Midday, I think I'm going to watch the midday news. Before I go to bed, I'm going to watch the news. Guess what? You're going to be really distracted. You're going to be distracted. You're going you're to be filled up with fear and worry and what's going on in this world and what are they, what's going on and I don't know, how are we going to make it, you know? I've heard people at this point, people that aren't even Christians saying, man, I think it's the end of the world. They're saying that. Well, it is. It, we are in the, the end times. We won't get into that, but that is true. Amen. So we have to be careful. What are we watching? What are we listening to? Are we feeding on the right things or are we feeding on doom and gloom? If you're feeding on doom and gloom, all the, the fear that's coming out through that television, that's coming out through this, you know, or you're reading things, then you're going to be filled with that and you're going to have a hard time get it, keeping your attention on you. You see, you can't. My eyes don't go two different ways. Because <laughs> if my eyes go two different ways, then I have to go to the doctor so they can fix them. Right? So here's the thing with Christians. Christians think, I go to church on Sunday. I listen to the Word. Pastor, I even read my Bibles. So we've got one eye on the Word, right? But then the other eye, I really like to watch the news. And I really, I want to know what's going on. I need to know. It's important so I can pray, right? Or, you know, I just, I just, I like to feed on this certain type of thing. And I know it's not really going to help me run my race, but, you know, and yeah, 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 the Lord's dealt with me about listening and reading. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But this eye is focused on Jesus and going to church and reading my Bible. And this eye so you got two eyes. It's focused over here. So you got one eye going this way, one eye going that way. And you're supposed to be moving forward. How are you going to move forward if your eyes are going, you know, it's just not possible. You can't have your focus on two different things. What do they, what do they call that when your focus is on two different things? Well, first of all, your vision's blurry, right? <laughs> double, double, vi- double. Double vision. You know, you see two different things. You know, your vision's not accurate. Right? So Christians, we think we can have our, I can, I can read my Bible, but then I can read this, I can do this too. See, you can't. You have to decide. If I'm going to run my race, I've got to leave off. There's some weights I've got to put aside. Some of them may not even be a sin. It may not be a sin, but God's been dealing with you about it. He's saying, you need to stop. I've been talking to you one year, two years. Three years, four years, five years. You know what it is. I just, I just can't let go. You can let go of that. You can do it. Why? Because God told you to do it. He's not going to ask us to do something we can't do. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have divided our attention between God and the world. And so when we do that, we invite distractions into our lives. And it takes our eyes off of Jesus and causes us to look at other things that are going on instead of focusing on him. Amen. And what does his word say and who we are and what belongs to us? So we can't be double, double minded. You'll be double minded if you're looking at trying to look at two different things. You just can't do it. Amen. Now, weights and sin are two different things. They're both distractions. And most of us, most of us, River Church, we're willing to lay aside the sin. We're willing. Oh, yeah. I can lay aside the sin. That's, that's easy, right? 
But we're a little bit more reluctant to let go of those harmless things that just weigh us down. Because, you know, it's not a sin. And then, you know, the things which occupy the time that we need to be spending time in the Word. See, it's taking the place of you spending time with the Lord or praying or keeping your mind at peace. I said, keep it. Pastor, I do read my Bible. I, yeah, but is your mind at peace? Are you still dealing with fear and worry? What is that? It's a distraction. It's a weight. And it's taking your eyes off of Jesus. It's taking your eyes off of Jesus. And if we're going to finish our race, we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. We've got to lay aside the weights. We can't run a race. You know, I'm going to get all, you know, what do they wear when they run a race? Do they wear big, heavy sweatpants and a big, heavy sweatshirt? And then they got a turtleneck on, you know? No, they're hardly wearing anything. They're wearing these short little shorts. They're wearing a little tank top. And I'm like, are those shoes? And they wear the, you know, these really little. And they are, what are they doing? They're stripping themselves of any kind of uh, weight that would hold them back and keep them from running their race. It's the same thing spiritually. We have to strip ourselves of, listen, you want to live life on earth just like, eh. Or do you want to have fun? You want to have fun in the kingdom of God. You want to go all out for Jesus. Be on fire for God. Tell somebody that's hurting. See, you can't even minister to other people if you're always, eh, oh, yeah, I know you need Jesus, but, man, you don't understand. I got a lot going on in my own life. You know, what's going on? How are you going to help somebody? I just got a lot going on, man. I mean, I know how I'm going to make it this year. I don't know how I'm going to make it. And you lay in bed, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I mean, those kids of mine, oh, my gosh. You know, and I thought I told him once, and that husband, man, he don't help me. And, you know, and I'm doing everything. I cook, I clean, and I take care of the kids. Man, I need a break. I need some self-care. I need self-care. Well, get in the Word. Get refreshed. Get rejuvenated. Right? Stop talking. Stop talking wrong. See, the reason we talk wrong is because we're not feeding on what we're supposed to be feeding on. We're allowing thoughts to come in. We're allowing our minds to dwell on those thoughts. We're feeding on the wrong things. We're distracted. We're distracted. We're too busy and we're distracted. I said, we're too busy. We're too busy. When you're too busy, you're distracted. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And these things come to keep us from running our race. And they're pulling us back. Listen to this, into the natural, into the natural, into the natural. You can't do it. You don't have enough money. You don't know if you're going to make it. You know what they're saying at work. They may lay people off. You don't know what's going to happen, you know, in your marriage. You know, what is that? Being pulled into the natural, being pulled into the natural. Why? Because you're not feeding on the right thing. You've allowed your mind to go to the wrong thing, to dwell on what you're hearing or to feed on things that you shouldn't be feeding on, right? And so um, we have to let go of those things in the natural so we can run our race in the spirit. Amen. You got to let go of whatever holds you back. He said you got to let go. We have to let go of whatever is holding us back. What's holding you back? What's holding you back from going all out for Jesus? Is it a weight? Is it a worry? Are you taking on cares? Are you feeding on the wrong things? Are you listening to the wrong things? Are you hanging out with the wrong people? Are you hanging out? Don't think, I can go to church. I can go to church. I'm good. But I, I have my friends, you know. We've been friends since fifth grade. Fifth grade, pastor. If they're going in a different direction than you are, what direction would that be? The way of the world. Let me make it clear. <laughs> well, pastor, they go to church. They're going to go to school. No, no, I'm talking about they're going a different direction. They are going the way of the world. They're not interested in God. If they're not interested in God, you're like, adios, amigo. Great knowing you, but I'm leaving. Right? 
Because I, I, I got a race to run. And guess what? You're awake. You're holding me back. People can hold you back. Now, don't bring up your husband again. <laughs> my hus my, Pastor, my husband holding me back. He's awake. I'm going to cut him loose. No, no. We're not talking about your spouse, okay? <laughs> they are your partner, you know. It's like the, what are you doing? You're running that, uh, what is that, the potato sack race, right? And you, you and your husband, there's a potato sack. You both got your leg in there. You got to learn to run together, okay? Because if, if you don't learn to run together, you're going to be like, he's going to be running, dragging you, or you're going to be running, dragging them, and then they do become a weight. So part of, part of being married is adapting women. We adapt to our husbands, and we say, well, you're running faster. Come on, run with you. I'm going to stay up with you, right? You run with them. You follow their lead. You get in unity, because if you don't get in unity, one of you is going to be a weight. And what a doctor used to say, the anointing will break off that weight. Break the yoke. He used to say that. He said the anointing will break off that, 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 um, that yoke, that weight, if the, the couple doesn't get in unity. He used to say that. I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm not going to be a weight. I'm, I'm going to be in unity with my husband. I'm going to be in unity, right? You've got to be in unity, uh, men, with your wife. You guys are staying in unity. Don't become a weight to one another, right? So let go of those things that hold you back and press into the spirit and run. Amen. I said, press into the spirit press into the and spirit. run. How are you going to do that? Come on. You're going to be like, okay, Seth, you're going to help me. Okay. You're gonna be like, there goes the cares. There goes the, there goes the worry about the finances. There goes the, the worry about the kids. There goes the worry about the business. Seth, you got to go pick those up for me. There goes the, there goes the, <laughs> The, uh, the, the media and the TV, and then you can run, right? But you can't hold on to everything and try and run. Runners, aren't, they don't have anything in their hands. They don't have anything in their hands when they're running. They're just running. They're running fast. Thank you, Seth. You are such a good person. I appreciate that. They're not holding on to anything. They're running fast. There's not, think about it. They don't have anything in their hands. What does that mean? We have to take our hands off some things. Take our hands off the worry. Take our hands off, how am I going to do it? How am I going to figure it out? What am I going to do to get into that? What am I going to say to help this situation along? What am I going to, you know, what are you doing? You're handling it yourself. You're holding on to those things yourself. And when you hold on to things yourself, you keep them in your hand. You're trying to figure out how you're going to fix it. When you do that, what happens? It's out of God's hands. Now you're in the natural. That's right. Trudging through the peanut butter. You're trudging. You're not getting anywhere. And you're just like, your feet are stuck and you're not moving. You're not going anywhere. Why? Because you're trying to handle it yourself in your own ability. And guess what? There's a lot of things. We try and handle in our own ability. If we would just give it to God, he'd accelerate it. The answer would come. The, uh, the anointing, if we would give it to the Lord, the anointing would just cause that problem to be solved and we'd be okay. We'd be able to run our race. Run the race with joy. Say, run the race with joy. Amen. Hallelujah. So is there anything that you've been holding on to you need to let go of? Think about it. Think about it. What's been distracting you? What's been keeping you? Amen. And we have to look away from all those things. that You know, you may have to block somebody. We won't put this in the recording. You may have to block somebody. I'm not talking about anybody at church. I blocked them at church, Pastor, because they looked at me funny. And I try, every time I go by them, they, you know, they don't even say hi. Nah. Don't let the enemy. You know what's another, you know what's another distraction? Offense offense getting offended what's the devil trying to do he's trying to remove you from your local church remove you from that relationship get you offended guess what then you're focused on everything they did to you everything they didn't do for you i don't know why they talked to everybody all the other parents they didn't talk to me they didn't ask me what i thought pastor never asked me what i thought right what is that getting offended that's a distraction what is it coming to do divide your attention 
get your attention off of Jesus, off of the anointing that's in you. There's an anointing in you. That's really, you know, he's trying, you know, he's trying to, he does not want you to know who you are. That's right. That you're a mighty man of God, Elijah. Mighty, strong. There's a plan of God for your life. So much greater than you could even imagine. He wants to use you. He wants to use you to do something good for the kingdom of God. Maybe to help somebody, help set them free. He wants to use you, right, Seth? God wants to use you. There's an anointing on the inside of you. And he wants to distract. The enemy wants to distract you and make you think about yourself, make you think about other, your friends. Why? How come I don't know why they don't play with me? I don't know why they always have to go over there. See, those are distractions. You just got to turn your attention. No, I'm not going there, devil. I'm not going there. I know who I am in Christ. God created me. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Say good works. Good works. If you're with somebody who's not doing the good works, get away. Get away. What did I say a few weeks ago? Stay away from trouble. With a capital T. There are people that the end, listen to this, the enemy will send people into your life. You know God sends people into your life. He sends, he sends your pastor. Maybe he sent you your spouse. He sends people into your life. The enemy will also send people into your life. Don't think, oh, everybody that comes into my life, God sent them. God, we, we got the same um, the same hobbies, like we both, we all like to hike. We all like to play Fortnite. I don't know what it is. You know, all your different, your different Fortnite. hobbies. <laughs> I don't know what they play nowadays. We all like to watch, you know, that show. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's God, you know, not always God. Just because someone sins, the devil, the, you know, someone has the same hobbies as you, you know, I, I, matter of fact, pastor, I think we're even related because, you know, there's a, there's a person over there and they've got the same, you know, and all this, you know, just because that someone comes into your life doesn't mean they were sent by God. Right. Recognize that not everybody that comes into your life is sent by God. Recognize, is this a person with a capital T? Capital T trouble? You want to know how they're trouble? I can tell you one, one way. First of all, they're not living right. They do things that you know they ought not to be doing. They're hiding in the bathrooms at school, doing things they shouldn't be doing, right? Come on. You know who I'm talking about, you know, and they want you. Now you go in there and do it. Now you go in there. You know, you need to run quickly. Quit. Listen to me, because if you don't and you follow what they are doing, you're going to go down the same path they're going on. And it's a distraction to keep, the devil's trying to distract you, to keep you from focusing on what's inside of you. It's the anointing that's inside of you that's going to help you in life. And the devil wants you to get sidetracked, get your eyes off of what Jesus has done for you and what's inside of you. So you'll go do something else. You'll forget about who you are who you are in him because you're we're nothing without jesus we're nothing without him i am nothing without jesus doesn't matter my accomplishments doesn't matter degrees doesn't matter how much money i do make how much money i don't make what house i live in what car i drive or don't drive i'm nothing without him And the enemy wants you to forget that. He wants you to forget who you are in Jesus. So then you'll just live like everybody else. You'll get worried like everybody else. Get moved by money like everybody else. You'll be sick like everybody else. Depressed like everybody else. I don't know why I'm so depressed, Pastor. Well, stop playing that depressing music. My goodness. You're listening to depressing music. And you're like, I don't know, I just come out of there. I'm just, you know, and then you're depressed all day. And you don't know why. Because that music has a spirit on it. 
Well, praise the Lord. Another distraction. Yes. Teenagers, are you listening to me? Okay. Adults, are you listening to me? Because adults can listen to the wrong music too. You turn on something, Pedro tries to take you back before you were born again. Takes you back to a place. You know what I'm talking about. You know what you need to do? Click, I ain't going there no more. No, you turn it off because your flesh likes it. Your flesh, sometimes your flesh likes to, you know, your flesh likes to feel sad. Your flesh likes to feel depressed. Your flesh wants to go back sometimes. It's so good there. No, it wasn't. It wasn't good. You were depressed. You were sick. You were drunk. You were hungover. You didn't know where you were going. You were hoping your girlfriend would stay with you. Right? Come on. No, more like men, you were hoping your girlfriend would stay with you. That's what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. That's the truth. Now, living for the world, there's no security in it. But I'll tell you where there's security. When you follow the plan, you follow Jesus. You lay aside the weights that are holding you back. Why? Okay, let's read the rest of that verse, then we're going to close. Okay, are you there? Where was I? Got all my pages all mixed up. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. I give you a gold star, Elijah. You got your Bible. Gold star. Gold star. There you go. Come on, bring the Bible to church. Hebrews 12, 1. It says, lay aside every weight. Remember that cloud of witnesses. They're watching you. They're watching you going to that bathroom doing those wrong things. (laughs) Get out of the bathroom. Get away from trouble. Run. Okay, okay. I already said that. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. Come on, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the author. We know he's the author because we're all saved. We're born again. Yeah, I'm saved. I'm born again. Okay, now finish strong. Finish strong, River Church. Finish strong because he's also the finisher of your faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me read this to you out of the the Living Bible. Since you have such a huge crowd, men of faith, Watching us from the grandstands, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back, especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. We forgot to talk about that. When you're not living right, you're going to get tripped up, going to trip on over, fall over. You're running. Have you ever seen a kid running? They're running. You're like, look at that kid running. All of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. And they hit the ground. And they hit their face, and it's like slow motion. Cross the sand, right? Well, what happened? In the spirit, if you're, if you're not living right, those things are wrapped around your legs and your feet, and you're here you are trying to run your race in life. And boom, 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 boom. And you just hit the dust, right? You don't want to do that. And let us run with patience the particular race God has set before us. Amen? Hallelujah. God wants us to run our race, not half of the race, not the beginning of the race, but the entire race with joy. How are we going to do that? Lay aside some things. Lay aside those things. But I, this is my routine, Pastor. I do, I've been doing this for 10 years. This is what I do every morning when I wake up. Well, maybe you need to do something else. Maybe God's going to put on your heart, hey, I want you to spend some time with me first. Or, hey, I want you to do this first before you do anything else. Or before you go to bed. I want you to, you know, for me, I know like my thing, I put in some healing or faith every night before I go to bed. I lay in bed, I get my book or my Bible, whatever I have on healing or faith that I'm meditating on for that season, and I read it. Something God's dealing with you about, lay aside the weights, Get rid of the wrong people. Get rid of the wrong things. Even if it's not wrong, but the Lord's been dealing. If, you know, if it's not a sin, but the Lord's been dealing with you about it, and you haven't taken care of it, then guess what? Then it is wrong. Because the Bible says, for those who know to do right and don't do it, it's a sin. 
right? So it could be, he's like, hey, stop worrying about that. Stop taking on the care. Get rid of those things, right? So you can run your race with joy. And you can focus on, there's an anointing on the inside of me. Say, there's an anointing on the inside of me for the kingdom of God. I know who I am in Christ. The greater one lives in me. I always know what to do. I keep my attention on Jesus. I look away from anything that would distract. You know how they say when you're a kid, I remember this when I was a kid, and I don't even know if this is honestly true and I'm a teacher, but they would say, don't look at the sun, because if you look at the sun, you're going to go blind. Am I the only one that you guys ever did? You know, when you're a kid, they're like, don't look at the sun. If you look at the sun, you're going to go blind. You're like, oh my God. You know, people are like, don't look at the sun. You're going to go blind, you know. (laughs) Don't look at those things that are distracting you. Turn away. You know, like I was looking, like, don't look at the sun. You're going to be like that. I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to take on that care. I'm not going to think about, you know, I don't know what to do. No, I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to worry about my family. I'm not going to worry about my kids. I'm not going to worry about my finances. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to look away from those things, and I'm going to look to Jesus. I'm going to look to his word. And when I do that, then I find out who I am in Christ, what belongs to me. When you start to know who you are, you'll walk this earth like you reign. Because you're a son of God. You are a daughter of God. That's, that's higher than being, you know, daughter of Queen Elizabeth. It's true. It's so true. That's, you know, we like, oh, Queen Elizabeth, look at her daughter got married. And then Prince Harry, and I don't know what all their names are. What are they doing now? I don't know. You know, it's a whole nother. Okay. But, you know, you think, oh, yeah, they're, they're royalty. No, you're royalty. You're royalty. God has things for you to walk in. God has things for me to walk in, right? But we, you know, Queen Elizabeth can't take care of her kingdom with a bunch of cares and weights and looking at all her family and what maybe what they're doing right. You know, if she she's going to focus on her family, what they're doing wrong, she's not going to be able to run her kingdom right. We're not of this world. We live in it, but we're not of it. So if we want to focus on the kingdom of God, walk like a princess, a queen walk like a king a prince of god a child of god walk in that dominion you have dominion you're royalty i said you're royalty you're a child of god you got to know that i'm royalty i'm a child of god there's things that are part of my inheritance how come i didn't take it why didn't i take that it's part of my inheritance got to know it but you won't know it if you're concerned with things that are in this world Get your eyes off of the things that are of this world. Get your eyes on what belongs to me that's part of this kingdom. Maybe I don't know all about it yet, but I'm going to find out who I am in Christ. Okay, pastor said this on Sunday, read the epistles. What are the epistles? The epistles are the letters that Paul wrote to us in here. And it starts with, um, after Acts and Romans, it's Ephesians, Galatians, Ephesians, all the shuns, Philippians, Colossians, First and Thessalonians, the, the, the First and Second Thessalonians. All of those after Acts and Romans are the letters, the epistles that Paul wrote to you. Paul wrote to me, and so if we want to find out who we are in Him, we're not of this world. We're of the kingdom of heaven, of the kingdom of God, then we start reading the epistles. The New Testament, okay, you got that? You all know what the New? Okay, what are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? The Gospels. Those are the stories of Jesus. Tells about the life of Jesus. After the God, those are great too. But if you want to find out who you are in Christ, what belongs to you, that you're a child of God, a child of the Most High. He's the head of the church. You're his body. You're his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. There's things that he wants us to do. Oh, I'm so excited. Guess what? We can only go into what God has for this church together. Together. Pastor Marcus and I can't go by ourselves. Brenda can't. Brenda and Seth and Tony can't go by themselves. 
Come on, you're going to go take. No, we all got to go together, move together. How are we going to move together? We're going to lose some of those distractions. Come on, lay aside the weights. Lay aside the strife. Lay aside the depression. I said, lay aside the depression. How do you do that? You wake up in the morning. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Okay, I'll tell you how it is when I first get out of bed. Joy of the Lord is my strength. <laughs> joy of the Lord. Joy of the Lord. Joy of the Lord. You know, it may not always start out like, hallelujah. You know, glory to God. I'm alive and God's on my side. You know, it doesn't always start out that way. It's more like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Boy, I could barely go. Okay, I'm tired. Thank you, Jesus. I'm strong, though, Lord. I'm strong. And you just start praising God and say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. God's working on my behalf. I'm not of this world, but I'm of the kingdom of heaven. And I'm keeping my focus on what God has for me. I'm looking away from distractions. I'm running from what? Trouble. I'm running from what? Trouble. Trouble. I'm running from distractions, things that would distract. And I'm keeping my mind, my eyes on him. Amen? Amen. So we can move into our new building. I don't know what that has to do. It has everything to do with our new building has everything to do with the house that God wants to move you into. has everything to do with that job or that position that you're believing God for. has everything to do with it. Keep your focus off of what's happening in the world and focus on Jesus, what his word says, what he says in his Bible. Amen? And then you'll run your race. You'll be able to run faster, run quicker into the... Don't you want to run quicker into the things he has for you? Don't you want your family? Because when you're going, your family's going with you, right? Yeah, yeah, when your husband says, let's go look at that building. I go, okay, Pastor, yes. I go, no, building again. Yes, Pastor. I go, get, in the, get your stuff. Okay, I had to get my stuff in the car the other day. I'm like, the building ain't even open. But I didn't say all that. As a matter of fact, my mind doesn't even go there. I'm like, yeah, okay, get my stuff. Get in the car. We're going to look at the building again. We're going to make movement, keeping our eyes and our attention off of the things of the world. Why? We're focused on what God has for us. The anointing that's on the inside of you for the kingdom of God, for the local church. Why? To make a difference. To take someone who used to live, who lived without Jesus, and to bring them into the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? All right, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this word tonight, Lord. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you, Father, for your anointing that's on the inside of each person here, Father. I thank you, Father, if there are any distractions, any weights, any sin that would try and hold us back, Father. Holy Spirit, just show show those things to us. And I thank you, Father, that we don't have to try and get rid of them by ourselves. But Holy Spirit, you are our helper and you help us to release and let go of those things. Let go of those old ways. Let go of those old thoughts that have been holding us back, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your divine help, divine help, because we want all that God wants for us. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. 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 All right, River Church, we will see you on Sunday.